0: Everybody, welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, pole dancing and things that are accidentally attractive.
1: As a female, it's very rare to find a sport that one, is very sexy, but two, it involves a lot of strength and flexibility. So you need to obviously have um, a a lot of elements to be good at at pole dancing. As a kid, I had depression and, and I really suffered with it. And then I've I've not had a problem with that since doing pole. It's such a good thing to do for your mental health. It's obviously your exercise as well, but also that level of achievement that you get in pole to do something you never physically thought that your body could do. There's no feeling
0: like it. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So I am fascinated by people who are really good at the thing that they do. Our first guest is a two-time national champion pole dancer who has taken this art form and really turned it into something so much more. This is Chloe Anderson. So why pole dancing? What brought you to it?
1: Um I used to teach English as a foreign language in Spain and I sort of lost my passion for it and um I did some life coaching and it came out as a, as learning to dance. Um I never wanted to learn to do ballet or anything like that and there was a pole studio that opened up down the road from me so I attended a class and uh, and fell in love with it from from the first moment and I think I was going about four times a week. <laughs>
0: What was it about it?
1: I think as a female, it's very rare to find a sport that one is very sexy, but two, it involves a lot of strength and flexibility. So you need to obviously have um, a a lot of elements to be good at, at pole dancing. But also it's very empowering at the same time. Um, It's very rewarding. So when you get that new move that you've been trying to do or um, achieve something you've been working months on, and it doesn't matter what level you are, it's beginner to intermediate to advanced, it's just as rewarding uh, at each level. And I think... But you you end up doing things you never thought you would possibly be able to do. Yeah, it's highly addictive.
0: To me, all right, so as a man watch, listening to you, like, right, you say that it's empowering. But for a man, like, I'm only thinking about one thing when I think about pole dancing necessarily. Yeah. So there seems to be this kind of, like, How do you explain that kind of contradiction that women feel empowered by it, but men are just leering at them while they're doing it?
1: I think back in the day, it was like pole used to be very different. Now it's seen much more um, gymnastic, sort of style, much more technical than it used to be. So when I first started, it was 12 years ago now. Um, anytime I'd mention it, it would be like, oh, what club do you work in? Oh, so you're a stripper then. Whereas now, if you tell anybody about it, people, male, female, whatever gender, they're always like, oh, I know someone who does that. Or, oh, you really need good upper body strength, good core strength. So I agree with you. I think back in the day as well, there were less less variants in pole. I think nowadays there's so many avenues you can go down. So you can go down the stripper, sort of more heel side of it, which is a lot sexier, side you could go the more trick heavy which is definitely gymnastic base Um, you can go down the choreo so it's a lot sort of gentler more dance sort of style so I think it's education now I think a lot more people see it for what it is um, rather than it just being that sort of strip club pole dancing um, memory than it used to be. But yeah, no, it definitely when I started, that was the response that I would get was very much trip club. Whereas now it surprises me when I meet someone who's like, oh, what club do you work in? Um, <laughs> but it, it just doesn't happen as much, which is why it's more surprising now.
0: Do you think that's just because more people were doing it or like, what do you think caused that change
1: I think more people are doing it and I think where it's become so popular, you've had people come from different avenues. So we get a lot of dancers, we get a lot of people with gymnastic background. So they're going to bring their influences into pole. Pole is still relatively new in terms of classes and things. When I started, there was no um uh, you couldn't train to be an instructor when i started if you wanted to teach pole all you had to do was an exercise to music so it was very new back then and it was it did mainly come out of strip clubs they were the people who were teaching whereas now there's so many qualifications that you can get to teach pole and you have to be able to be qualified to teach pole but we do have people who have come from gymnastics so they're doing all these amazing flips they're like jumping backwards off the pole, or you've got people who've come from the circus, they're jumping pole to pole. And then you've got dancers who've come in and then they're obviously exploring more of the dance element of pole. So I think it's branched out more that when people look at it, they go, oh, actually that's not very sexy. That's actually pretty impressive. Um, I think it's seen differently because it is there are more different styles now.
0: When did you start competing?
1: And so I started competing in 2014. Um that's first competition and I won my first competition. Um and then I've i I've continued competing ever since. So the the biggest one I won was it's a national pole dance um competition called UK PPC. And I got sponsored choice for Elite in that one. Um then, yeah, I've sort of branched out a little bit. That's very trick heavy. That's definitely more of a gymnastics sort of competition. So it's, you know, pants have to be a certain length and costumes have to be a certain style that nothing shows. It's, it's definitely not the sexy side of it. Whereas now I would say I'm enjoying more competitions that have a bit more comedy factor to them and a bit more risque. I think like you can express yourself a little bit more and have more fun with it and i think the audience will hopefully the audience enjoy it whereas i can find like the trick heavy one is is very stressful on the body and i'm getting a bit older now <laughs> it's getting a bit more painful
0: <laughs> why are you good at it like are you unusually strong are you unusually coordinated and by unusual i mean like more than the average person like why are you good at good at it
1: uh practice so, I didn't have any strength when I started. So, as I said, I used to teach English as a foreign language. And I remember one day um, I was teaching and I pointed at the board and I saw my, uh, my arm wobble and wobble for a while. And that was in my head. I was like, okay, well, I need to change something about this. So, I went to pole to get stronger. And in regards to flexibility, I've never been flexible. I couldn't do the splits when I was a child, I couldn't touch my toes. Um, and I've just trained for it was 12 years now. And I think like anything, the more you train, the more you throw yourself into it, the better you're going to be. But I just, I loved it. I think that's it. I absolutely loved it. And for me, it's a, such a, um, a way for dealing like with mental health and things like this as well. Like as a kid, I had depression and and I really suffered with it. And then I've, I've not had a problem with that since doing pole. It's such a, good thing to do for your mental health. It's obviously your exercise as well, but also that level of achievement that you get in pole to do something you never physically thought that your body could do. There's no feeling like it. So I think it has so many benefits to it. And yeah, I don't know what to do without it. I don't know how I would have survived lockdown without it. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) For a competition, right? Like what are they judging you on? Like what's What's the criteria that they're looking for?
1: So depending on the competition, so for the sort of trick heavy gymnastics sort of themed ones, um, you'll be judged on your costume. You'll be judged on your technique. You'll be judged on your floor work, on your theme, on how you incorporate your theme, obviously with the pole, with the floor as well. Your musicality, do you hit the beats? Um, so they're sort of the main ones for the technical Um, side of it and then you've got things like pole theatre so pole theatre is a lot more about your performance so your story how you've incorporated your your story into your routine but also technique and also your like your tricks but it will change in percentage depending on which competition you enter so for a more drama themed uh, competition your tricks might only be 30 percent of it but then, for a trick-heavy competition, it might be forty percent of it. So it just, it changes depending on what's on what. Yeah, what competition you enter?
0: Which one of those disciplines is kind of like the big one?
1: Depends on the pole dancer. I think everyone's so different now. I I have some students who aren't interested in tricks in the slightest, and they just want to learn choreography, or they want to learn heels, they want to learn how to dance around the pole. And then I have some students who absolutely despise all choreography and couldn't think of anything worse, and only want to learn all the big tricks and all the transitions, and basically just want to stay up the pole. So I think it all depends on the pole dancer i'd say i'm more known for my low pole stuff i'm i'm probably better down on the like base work and floor work and choreography um which is why i like to enter competitions as well because it makes me do more up the pole it makes me climb it and do some tricks up there which probably should do a bit more often but I, i don't think that you could really say one was better than the other i think at the minute it just depends on the person
0: do you have to do any kind of outside training, right? Or do you sit basically you want to get better at pole dancing? You just pole dance. Do you, or do you have to like go running or lift weights or stuff like that?
1: So I hate running, which is good cause you don't need to do that. And <laughs> um, so cross trainings really important as it is with any sport. So, for example, with pole dancing, Flexibility, big one. So things like yoga or attending stretch classes, flex classes designed for pole as well. Most pole studios offer those. Um, Also with cross-training, I'd like strength. So yeah, the gym's really good. CrossFit, anything like gymnastics is really good as well. The issues that we have with pole is even though we train both sides, we can be one side dominant. So it tends to be that we have one side quite overdeveloped. So if we do go to the gym and, and do CrossFit and all these sort of different activities that are much more leveled, it's going to really help us in our body and also reduce the risk of injury as well. Same thing with the flexibility. If you're not flexible enough to get into a move, again, you're higher risk in your injury. So the more you can cross-train, the better you're going to do it at pole dancing.
0: Okay. Let me think of the way to ask you this question without coming off a certain way. Um <laughs> When you look at other people who are really good, like elite level pole dancers like yourself, is there a certain size, right? Like are are people who are 5'2 generally better than people who are like six foot? Or like is there a, a special size that a pole dancer usually is?
1: So I'd say men are particularly amazing at it because they've got very small hips and good strong upper bodies so men tend to pick up very quickly and very easily um, women we do tend to carry heavier weights in our lower area so in our bums so it can be harder for us to lift and also we don't tend to be very strong on top so that can be harder for us as well in terms of body wise yes it definitely plays a part in it um, if you're shorter then it's definitely easy. You've got less to lift. So for example, one of my instructors, she's got very, very long legs, which are absolutely beautiful, but it's taken her so much longer to be able to get like straight leg invert, straight leg shoulder mounts because obviously the lever is much longer. So it's harder to lift. So yeah, so it definitely plays a part in it. Being shorter, being smaller makes it easier.
0: Are there a lot of men who do it? Like yeah. if you put a percentage on it, like how, how, many, how many people in a class of yours or in a competition are like men?
1: So we don't have masses amount. We're probably only about 10%. In competitions, quite often you have female category and male categories. Um, But I think now they are tending, so they have the tendency to mix them more now.
0: But predominantly women so far.
1: Yes, yeah. I think it's changing a lot more now. I think, I don't know if you see it on um, social media and stuff, the guys in New York City who were on the trams and everything doing these crazy pole moves. And I think for certain men, they prefer to see it more like a Chinese pole, which is still very similar. But obviously, Chinese pole, you can do it in clothes. It's silicon based. Um, So, yeah, I think it's transitioning a lot more. We're definitely seeing more men um, and more interest through men.
0: Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) I think.
0: What is the hardest pole dancing move?
1: Oh, good question. I think there are many, many difficult pole dancing moves. I'd probably say the hardest one that I personally can think of would be a move called Rainbow Marchenko. So if you were to imagine someone was sat in the splits on the floor and then was to reach backwards, bending their back and grabbing their foot behind their le- behind their head and lying almost flat to their leg backwards and then flip them upside down and stick them on the pole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's called a rainbow Marchenko. How someone even thought that move up, I cannot begin to imagine.
0: I don't think that I could do that like in a pool, right? <laughs> like with no body weight. Like if somebody put a pole in a pool, I couldn't, I couldn't no. do that, figure out a way to do that with no body weight.
1: The level of flexibility it involves is immense.
0: What is the best pole dancing move though?
1: Ooh. I think there is too many. I I mean, everyone has their signature moves. I am quite bad with names in pole moves, so I tend to just make names up. Um, The one I do a lot, which I know the name of, is called a Libby Lula. Uh, I don't know who names them. Normally, the person who creates them names them. As I said, pole is still a relatively sort of new sport, so we have some interesting names in pole dancing still. Um, But yes, Libby Lula is probably my favorite one. It goes in most of my routines, but there is too many. I love combos as well, and I think pole's not just about the move. It's about how you get in and out of moves and make things look interesting.
0: This kind of segues a little bit into our the next question, which is what is the best named move? Just the name in and of itself. We're like, ooh, I like saying that.
1: I mean, I can tell you my least favorite one, but I don't think I have I a one. There's a move. What's, and, the, le- and it's what's a the least favorite one? Move. It's a very nice move and it looks lovely, but it's called scootoid.
0: That's terrible. I don't even know
1: what it means. And it's a beautiful move. And uh, I think I know who made it. I'm not going to call her out on it um, because she's one of my favorite pole dancers. But the move itself is stunning. But what a name. What does it mean? Do you know?
0: The first thing that I think of is a dog like scooting its butt on the floor (laughs) when I hear (laughs) that. That's what I think of. What, is, what do you do in the actual move?
1: Um, it's, I, I can explain it as, a, as an instructor. You go, you hook an inside leg, so you're upside down. You come into a straddle invert, and you hook an inside leg, and then the inside arm comes off and holds the pole, and you've basically got a leg hooked over the arm and another leg over the leg. Pole moves are very hard to explain to pole dancers, let alone to people who don't pole Right? Dance.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> I'm explaining – very- twister so to speak right like
1: yes and i'm a very visual person i work better by watching
0: yeah i know what you mean um are strip club dancers generally good at pole dancing
1: Ooh, i think it depends on the pole dancer it depends on the country and it depends on the club and there's a lot of factors um in brighton for example which is where i live i know I know some who really love pole dancing and and like, are incredible. And I know some who aren't interested in doing the big tricks. I think in strip clubs, it's more about the chat than it is the pole dancing. However, I believe in, this is only what I've heard, of, I've not been um, yet. In America and Australia, I heard that the, the level of pole dancing in strip clubs is pretty high. Um, and in London as well, I hear it's more of a show rather than just um, just dancing the pole. Like they do have performers as well as the girls who work in the strip club as well.
0: I have been to a strip club in the United States, so I can comment on this. I remember going to one and seeing one woman that it was it was physically impressive what she was able to do. It was like, oh, my God. And everybody was watching her. Not because they for the her athletic ability in doing it. It was really impressive. She's doing like pull-ups and all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. Good. Best song. Um, again,
1: depends. So if I do slower routines or more technical routines, I really like glass animals. They have some really good music and two feet as well. They're excellent. Um, and then faster um i really like kvpv and <laughs> it's the song called problems it's like my favorite song for heels dancing at the minute so it changes weekly but yeah that's that's my uh go-to at the minute some repeat
0: <laughs> what's the most overused one like you're at a competition or you're at a class and you're like oh
1: um sail ah, sail oh, I can't yeah. Remember. yeah so you know it yeah that was used a lot what was the other one uh rag and bone man did one that was used a lot um oh imagine dragons oh there was one by imagine dragons that got used a lot as well yeah they it tends to come out and then everybody uses it and then everyone's sick of it oh river as well river by is it bishop something bishop
0: but who is like the michael jordan of pole dancing
1: oh okay like
0: that's that's the best
1: Um, so there's a few Janine Butterfly is one of them so she's American based she used to work for Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas and she did the pole dancing for them uh, for quite a few years she's uh, incredible Uh, UK based we've got Bendy Kate. She's probably the most well-known and just spectacular in her movements. If you ever get time, watch some of her competitions. Uh, The one that she did to Too Big To Your Boots by Stormzy is my absolute favorite competition piece of all time. Um, That was by Bendy Kate. And then uh, people are popping up now. I'd say since lockdown, people who've never competed before, because that's how people get their name out, is through competitions. Whereas now because of lockdown, everyone's gone through social media so we've there's a new girl or she's not new she's been doing poll for years called gabaria and she's just superhuman like the things that people are able to do i never thought was possible so i would say now there's so many so many uh, artists out there that just blow me away but yeah they're, they're the three that have come to the top of my head
0: are there different kinds of polls yes. like is there an industry standard like this is the poll you have to use
1: uh, no, so you don't have to use certain polls. Um, I use XPOL. Um, I also, I work, I do instructor training for expert, which is part of XPOL as well. Um, and XPOL are worldwide. So they're, I would, in my opinion, I'd say they're the, probably the most, um, popular one. Um, you also have different ones like loop it poll. Um, you've got freestanding polls as well, which have loads of different companies as well. Um, but yeah, as far as far as I'm aware, I would say Expo is probably the most renowned one. But I would say if you do buy a pole, always check one that is no plastic parts, two that's rep- reputable um, and make sure you re- uh, read any reviews as well, especially if it's from a brand that you've never heard of or or people don't know too much about. Um, definitely check out It's your safety at the end of the day. You don't want to buy a pole. It's just going to fall over all the time. So
0: I do always laugh at those videos though when somebody like gets on the pole and then it collapses
1: <laughs> see most of the time when this happens is what what they've done is they've gone around to their partner and they'll be like oh can you set this up for me he's like I don't need the instructions I know what I'm doing and then they set it up without reading the instructions and then the pole falls, falls down so normally it's been set up badly or someone's bought a knockoff pole on eBay which cost them 50 quid and is full of plastic parts that tends to be what happened? I've been doing it twelve years, and I've not had a pole fall down on me yet.
0: What country? Like, what's the dominant country in terms of like interest? Like, ooh, the 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 Bolivians—they love it. Or what country is kind of the preeminent pole dancing country?
1: See, I think the Australians because they're just next level. Like, they're just the energy that they have when they dance i think as english pollsters we're very interesting in our dance and i think we we're more maybe a bit more creative with our movement but the australians i don't know what's in their water but one their abs are insane and two they're just so fast and their clean lines and their tricks are strong and they're just amazing they're I, yeah another level so i'd say australia
0: um i guess what do, what do you think the future is
1: um good question i think i'd like to think that there's going to be even more diversity through poll i i think sadly there's been um maybe a few issues with with certain parts of poll like some people have problems with the fact it comes from sort of a stripper background some people think it comes from different background and i think once hopefully the pole community comes together and realises that it's okay that we can have all these different variants of pole and they're all as amazing as each other, then hopefully pole will progress in a really positive way because when I started it was such a supportive environment. I think it lost its way a little bit recently, but it's coming back to it again. So I hope that, again, more creativity. I hope, you know, it becomes even more popular um, and even more people see it for what it is and how you can be so creative and how amazing it is for mental health. Um, And I'd like to see, like, other genders come in. Like, it doesn't need to be female-orientated. I think it's now time that more people get into it. But fingers crossed. Let's see.
0: That's pretty much all the questions that I have. Is there anything you think that we missed or what's kind of coming up next for you?
1: Um, So next for me, I've been performing again,
0: which has been lovely.
1: And it's nice to be back performing again. I was on my uh, fly pole at the uh, Fringe Festival in Brighton last week most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life because I'm scared of heights, but (laughs) it's good fun. Um, But yeah, I think hopefully we can all get back to uh, a bit of normality. We can open our studio, start performing again, and push pole dancing a bit more.
0: I want to thank Chloe so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Instagram and Twitter, and we have also included her information in the episode description. Okay, now let's go ahead and bring in John Schull. All right, so we're both married men, so this might be a little bit more difficult for us, but could you be sexy if you wanted to?
2: <laughs> no, I think at this point of my relationship, if I try anything sexy, it's uh, it's like we both just start laughing. It's just a, It's just comical at this point.
0: Okay, what did you used to do when you were like, I'm going to be sexy? <laughs> what was your go-to? What would you try to do?
2: Uh, usually like some form of massage or something like that. You know, like, uh, you know, like, oh, you look stressed out. Let me rub your back or your feet or, or whatever. Now being an old merry man, it's like, I don't want to touch your feet or your back.
0: Did you ever feel, have you ever felt like a sexy man? Did you ever feel like, Ooh, I feel sexy today?
2: (laughs) No, I mean, no, I, but I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I think that takes a, a certain level of, uh, uh, what's that word I'm looking for?
0: Um, Narcissism. Yes, or is that too, that's prob- that's probably too strong of a word? Self confidence, a certain amount of self confidence.
2: I mean, I have self confidence uh, to a certain degree, but like, just for me to get out of bed and like look in the mirror and say, "Man, you are one sexy guy," you know, that I I don't recall myself ever doing that.
0: Okay, uh, your self-confidence level on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, where would you put yourself?
2: I'd say probably a 6, 5 or 6, right in the middle.
0: Okay, okay.
2: I mean, I, I almost feel like if someone tells you they're at a 9 or a 10, they're lying.
0: Well, there's a good chance that they're probably delusional if there's a 9 or a 10. Unless you're like a professional athlete and you're talking about how athletic you are, there's probably a pretty good chance that you're delusional. I would say 6 or a 7 is probably... Depending what I'm doing, I wouldn't say that I generally dip to a five, but I would say I'm in a six or a seven. If
2: I ever to build up my confidence, if I ever wanted to pretend like I was actually impressing a, a woman, which was was very infrequent uh, at the bar, I would just buy a, a, an insane amount of shots that I maybe could not have afforded. And I acted like I was better or maybe more well off than I actually was. Like that's going to be 85 bucks for that round of shots. Oh shit. All right. Well, I <laughs> guess I'll be working overtime,
0: man. You tried to be good time. Party guy. Yeah. It, did that ever work? Did it ever work for you?
2: It, it did. Uh, I would I will say this though. And I, I mean, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's, uh, a, a secret. It worked better off for the friends that were with me.
0: No, I don't really have anything. <laughs> Well, I do, but I'll get into it in our top five. I've got one surefire move that I'm like, if I do this, I'm going to get rewarded for that in one way or another. Yeah, I'll get into it in our top five. Our top five is going to be top five unintentionally, unintentionally sexy things. But let's move on. Are you you ready for your shout outs?
2: Yeah, man. Let's 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 rock these out because I'm not excited for this top five at all. But apparently you are so. All right, uh let's let's uh give some shout outs here. First we're gonna start with Rick Appreciate You, uh Jonathan Bowersock.
0: Uh, is his name Rick Appreciate You or is that did you saying appreciate you Rick? So it's not his he's not Rick Appreciate You.
2: No, he is Rick, comma we appreciate you, Rick.
0: So you don't appreciate the other people?
2: I I appreciate everyone that I that I uh you know pick out and and name off here.
0: Okay, well, I would then start or end with appreciate you, and not just throw it randomly in the middle, because then it just sounds like you appreciate only one of the people.
2: Well, Rick uh, at Rick Day Melbourne, you get the special appreciation today. Is
0: it Melbourne? Like he's from Australia?
2: Oh man, it's 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 M E U B E L M A N Melbourne.
0: Man. I have. There's absolutely when people try to spell things to me, I cannot do it whatsoever. Like my brain completely shuts down when people try to spell things without writing them down. I can't do it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, don't even
0: remember it. Don't even I remember you said an M and then an E. And then I remember nothing else besides that.
2: Well, Rick, nothing. we we both appreciate you. Sorry for completely ruining what could have been a rather simple, nice gesture to you, my friend. Uh All right. Let me just move through here. Uh Freddy Atlas. Uh, Josiah Brandon uh, Manuel Maldonado
0: uh, Manuel is it Manuel or Manuel he's not a manual like how you spell it?
2: M-A-N well you just said it doesn't even matter M-A-N-U-E-L
0: oh I think that's Manuel
2: that's what I said Manuel
0: not man no you said Manuel
2: why are you being so critical of me just trying to I just want
0: you to get people's names correctly then, then
2: find somebody else who can speak Sorry. better.
0: <laughs> then, then, then we're in the wrong business. I don't know what to tell We're you. in the wrong business.
2: Well, this one I'll screw up then too. Uh, Isaac Caraveo. I, I really just picked him out because uh, his handle is Big Sack 1994. Love that one. Uh, Julian Green. Ma wears the pizza. That's also another good handle. A lot of good handles this week. Uh, yeah, good, Jade. And then uh, ending on the Swamp Llama.
0: Oh. Again, can you can't really put that in your uh, resume, though. No. Like, hey, we're going to check your social media. What is it? Swamp Llama? And everyone. Okay, let's go ahead and not give that. <laughs>
2: social gets checked out, man. Everyone. Let's
0: go ahead and not give that guy a. <laughs> that guy's not getting that job. <laughs> I don't care what that job is. He's not getting it. No. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. You got to class that up. Which one did he go with first, the swamp or the llama? Like, oh, I'm going to get llama. It's not available. Well, I'll get swamps because I live by a swamp. I'll go swamp llama. Or he went swamp and he didn't, that wasn't available. So he added llama to it. Like, which one do you think that that person did?
2: All that I, I'm sorry. I have to say this because when, 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 Nick and I were chatting before we started recording, Nick was like, Hey, I have, I'm wearing a towel because I just got done working out, blah, blah, blah. But I can't get over how great your hair still looks. If you just worked out.
0: I mean, it, oh, I have fan. there's nothing in it either. It's I have fantastic hair. I mean, I mean if you were to touch, it's a match You touched it. my hair. You, no, if you touched my hair, you'd be like, ooh, that's nice hair.
2: <laughs> Must be your Nordic jeans, uh, I guess.
0: Oh, uh, OK. All right. All right. Yeah, doing?
2: let's do it. Uh, so this one's pretty simple. Uh, what are you picking? A fork or a foon? What's the difference? A and the same thing. No, a schfork a is a spoon. With, with a fork end, and a spoon is a fork with a spoon end.
0: Okay, what's the difference?
2: What do you mean, what's the difference? One
0: is... It was the difference?
2: One starts off as a spoon and ends as a fork. The other starts as a fork and ends as a spoon.
0: Oh, okay, so what are you picking? Six or half a dozen? Jesus. It's just a simple... Just answer the question. Well, there's no difference. It doesn't matter to me. Where's Whichever one I grab first. There's what I would say. Whichever one I grab first is what I'm picking. All right, fine. I'm not even looking. If I handed you like two different ones, it's like, which one is this one? You wouldn't even know which one it is. Like you would have you would to actively it. think about it before no, you would notice. There it. is
2: a definitive difference between a foon and a schfork. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, well, which one works better?
2: The spork, of course.
0: Why hasn't somebody also taken an edge of the spoon or the spork or whatever the fuck it's called and put a little knife edge on then combined all three of them? <laughs>
2: I mean, I feel like we've come up with some good ideas. Maybe you should patent it. Maybe you should create it.
0: It's too late now. Probably because, like, what are you possibly cutting? I mean, you could just use the edge. Well, wait a minute. Is the edge of the – what do you call it? A spoon?
2: A fork and a foon.
0: Okay, well, does it has still – is it still mainly shaped No, like uh, a spoon?
2: Yes, yeah. A fork is shaped like a spoon, but it has the fork cutouts or whatever at the end.
0: Well, okay, but the other one is also shaped exactly like it, correct?
2: No, it's shaped like a fork, and then it has little spoons at the end of it.
0: Well, what's the fucking point of that? I... The, the, the spork at least has the things to grab it on the end.
2: You're, you're, what's the... you're getting really uh, – the, the, the,
0: the, the fork the, – the other thing accomplishes nothing. It accomplishes nothing because if it's shaped exactly like a spoon, right? If it has the spoon ending – and then it does it have tines in it? Yes. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what, because we're, that's what we're here, here for. Why, it, it, but why would you put those in there? That's utterly worthless to you. That's what we're here for. Right? It's like a spoon with holes in it. That's all that is. The <laughs> other one is a combination of a fork and a spoon. The the spoon or the spoon or the whatever it's called is just a spoon with holes. And that's a waste of time. <laughs> so that's an easy answer. I'm going with the spork. Thank you. That's all you had to why say. Is that, who made that? Well, that's a stupid thing for somebody to create.
2: I've never. I You know what? I didn't do my research. I apologize. But it was great listening to your rant for, for two minutes about
0: it. Oh, I'm pretty upset about this. This is a waste of plastic. That's going to be good. What, now all our children are going to die because somebody decided to create this thing, <laughs> wasting plastic. All right. Well, uh, save the ocean. Spe-
2: <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, speaking of being frustrated, um, this is more of an open ended question. How like what's your limit at a grocery store for how deep the line is for you to for you to wait like before you go other places or just say, you know, F it completely. I'm going to the self checkout line entirely.
0: Well, I mean, depending on how many items I have, I'm going to always try to go to the self-checkout line. Okay. I try to deal with other people as little as possible. (laughs) That's my main goal in life, I would say, is to deal with other people as little as possible. And people probably don't want to deal with me, but I'm generally not ever going to go someplace else because no matter how long that line is, unless it's 100 people deep with one cashier, it's it's going to take you more time to go to that other place. Okay. Here- because think about that. Like how long are you going to wait in that line before you have to go someplace? Like how long is it going to take you to get to the other place? And they might have a line too.
2: So here's a follow-up question to that. What if our, our say you're, I don't know, say you're right about to get into the line, the lane where you can't back out, but a, yeah. a lane opens up next to you and the cashier is waving people over. Do you let the person in front of you go? Or do you just automatically go and, you know, it
0: depends what depends what kind of eye contact there is. <laughs> if there's no eye contact, then I'm going for it. <laughs> then that's your fault. Okay. I believe in being, a, I believe in approaching life with an aggressive mindset.
2: I've, I've seen it several times.
0: Okay. All right. You got any more y'all done? No,
2: no. I, I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk about Richard Branson. I want to get your thoughts on having enough money to where you can be one of six hundred people to ever leave the Earth's atmosphere, and uh, what do you think about that? You okay with it? I mean, he, he's made that money; it's his decision. I don't know how I feel about it, uh, but you know, how do you feel about it? You okay with it? Yeah, I, I guess my thoughts are on it: is you have that much money, but like space, to me, is like you know, should be a well-trained astronaut going in into space i think about all the other astronauts in the history of 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 history that never got that chance for whatever reason and then richard branson just because he has the money can attach himself to the seat and and go into space like
0: so your problem with it is you feel like those astronauts earned the right to be in space i i
2: mean yeah I, i don't obviously i don't know each individual story but i would say yes I mean,
0: they earned they earned their position.
2: Yeah, they they earned the right that if the opportunity arose or came about, they should be able to. And now you have this mega mogul, uh, you know, Richard Branson guy that is now one of 600 people to ever leave their atmosphere just because he has the money to do so. I understand money.
0: Didn't now. did Richard Branson win that in a lottery? Did he find a pot of gold or did he earn that money that then got him into space?
2: Right, that's... I'm not saying he... So he earned it. I'm not saying he didn't earn it. My, my, It's more like of an ethical thing with me. Like, just because you have all that money, like, it still doesn't... I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter what I say. But it's just like, man, should... You know, just because he has enough money, should he buy, you know, Madagascar and call it Richard Branson Island? Would that be okay? Probably not.
0: I mean, I guess... Look, first of all, the thing that I'm mainly thinking is, man, I'm really surprised that you are this passionate about space riots. <laughs> I like I did not expect that at all. Like this guy is fired up about here's the space police over here. When did you become the director and the leader of the space force, Commander? Where you get to decide who goes to space no, and who doesn't.
2: I I'm not it's like I said, I it's probably an unfounded thing. I just like space, space, space is prestigious. Like getting to space and saying that you've been there to me just feels like it's something that some billionaire should not have the right just to say, Hey, I have all this money. I'm just going to go to space. Like that just doesn't seem right to me.
0: Okay. I got no. I got nothing. To, I did not expect this level of passion oh, right. about who and who doesn't get to go to space. <laughs> I really have not ever thought anything of it. Like, I just, hey, if you get the if you got the money to go, you can go. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I guess right. You I mean he built his own company? It's his own stuff. Like he did it.
2: Yeah, and, and and that's great. I guess I guess I just never you know. It's like when they said there was going to be a colony on Mars in, in you know in hundred years, and I always thought that maybe like somebody like me would get to go. But no, it's going to be only people that have millions and millions of dollars that get to go.
0: So basically, when we get right down to it, you're pissed off because you don't get to go to space.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously, I would love to go to space.
0: I don't really know if I would love to go to space or not. Honestly, I feel like that's probably something we're like, man, I went to space. What was it like? (laughs) A lot like being in an airplane. (laughs) Different, different view. I mean, (laughs) like, it's not like you can go. It's not like there's some awesome amusement park up there that you get to go around and do everything.
2: It's just once again, to me, it's like the prestigiousness of saying, like, you're the fastest man in the world or or you're the greatest NBA player currently. It's like, man, I am one of 600 people to ever leave the Earth's atmosphere like ever. And here you got this billionaire douchebag that's like, oh, I got all this money. I'm just going to build a tin can and do it for 22 seconds at that come on
0: yeah um i don't really have any problem with it man i mean that's how his exploration starts they they go to you know somebody's got to take the first step man
2: well i hope richard branson listens to this and he offers me on the next flight um, but i
0: wish people like if people could see john like he's pacing back and forth he's swaying <laughs> he's starting he's like his forehead's glistening like he is heated. Not, i'm not
2: sweating but yes i am you're you're i am you are i am I you know, pacing yes i am pacing
0: he's fucking pissed off about this like okay man passionate i just whatever passionate about space i guess all right just, okay well, that was unexpected <laughs> uh so our top five is top five unintentionally sexy or attractive things what's your number five
2: uh a very smart person someone who's very intellectual
0: that's intelligence though that's not unintentionally. Well wait a minute I have that on my list in a way <laughs>
2: Come on, man. yeah I mean it's because my, my thought on b- something being unintentional is that you're not you're not a boaster you're not a humble bragger if someone's super smart, they're just super smart they, they don't go into a date or whatever like usually like oh hey I'm this and this and you know blah 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 it's just you know it just comes off naturally and you're like, wow, this is a really smart intelligent human being that I want to get to know and go to space with.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you could have gone with Richard Branson, but apparently yours <laughs> space enforcer over here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man, <laughs> whatever, whatever that guy.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, mine is uh, my number five is stretching. Like ooh, you see a woman stretching at certain times, like with that that wake up in the morning stretch, and you're kind of like, oh, hey,
2: <laughs> and then your kids start right? crying, and you're like, well, there goes that yeah, idea, there goes that.
0: <laughs> but then I just, you know, I just close the internet real fast and <laughs> yeah, and move on, yeah, right? That's... Like somebody stretching, like ooh, okay, it
2: can it? I have something similar to that a ways up my list, so.
0: I thought you were gonna tell a story, and I was like, "Why don't you go ahead and skip that story?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, all right. What's your no, number four? No one needs to know about me stretching.
2: Um, uh, uh, wearing like like being in in the cold weather, like being very like looking very cute in in cold weather gear, like uh, knit hats. You know, just being outside—it's you know most magical time of the year. Snow coming okay. down, glistening.
0: A little bit of Eskimo porn there, eh? ain't?
2: <laughs> Minus the Eskimos,
0: yes. I'm sure that there's some kind of porn where people are dressed up in like jackets and stuff like that. I understand what you mean. Like women have a way. John and I are married. Women have a way of we're not married to each other, but uh, <laughs> women have a way. Like they can look cute in cold weather clothes, I, right? I, I agree. I think some people like they can get cute. They get cute. Would wonder if we
2: were married. You do argue like it a little bit. Uh,
0: My number four is taking charge. Like when somebody's like, this is what we're doing. Like, okay.
2: Yeah, being uh, someone who's assertive, kind of handcuffs you to the bed and whips your butt a little bit. I like it.
0: Okay, it's not what I was going for, but all right. (laughs) Um, Motion number three. Why
2: is everything I say awkward this episode and and you're the normal one? That's not how it's supposed to be.
0: Because, dude, Um, I just like to give you a hard time. I know, man. I... I I don't even know you were so angry about space. Jesus. Uh, Oh, we forgot about this. What's your candle of the month? Is it already that time. God dang it. Yeah, dude. This is life is
2: going fast. It is going really fast. What's your summer candle? So uh, right now it's funny. You should ask. Uh, It's not necessarily a summer scent per se, but uh, I've been really big into like citrus flavors or uh, citrus scents. So anything lemony, anything orangey is really good right now. Um, there's also a, a flower called Fox glove, beard tongue. If, uh, if you can find a candle,
0: is that all one word?
2: Yeah. foxglove glove, beard tongue. Yep.
0: What does it smell like? Give us an example.
2: Uh, so that, that's a little more dull of, of a smell, but, uh, it's going to have hints of, uh, of an aroma. Think of like a, maybe like a rose, but like a really bland rose, but man, you light that up in the, in the summer. And, uh, it's, it smells really good outside.
0: How many, uh, how much do you spend on candles this month?
2: Well, let's see. Uh, up, I mean, it's only the, you know, it's only the week of the, of the 12th right now, but I bought five candles so far this month, probably buy another okay. probably buy another five by the end of the month, I would think.
0: Okay. All right. Did we do your number three or am I my number three? No,
2: I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think we did my number three cause you asked me about, okay. Uh, All right. Um, having, I have having a really sexy haircut, like, but not, not knowing it, you know, how girls are just like, Oh, I got my haircut today. And you're like, wow, that completely changed the way you look.
0: Hmm. Quick piece of advice for any men out there. Always compliment a woman's hair. Always, hundred percent. You notice change. You always say something. That'll get you pretty far in life.
2: Hundred, hundred, hundred. Right? Hold yeah. doors
0: and hold doors and compliment hair. Yeah, that's really the only thing that men
2: need to do. And never tell them they look tired, ever.
0: Never, right, right.
2: Especially if yeah. they're pregnant, because they will threaten you with a schwark.
0: Man, you're an idiot. You are an idiot. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh my number three is. I've, I've, I put nerd knowledge, but I would say significant knowledge about something that you're interested in that you wouldn't think they would have any interest in, right? Like if somebody can list all the Zelda games for me, I'm like, "Ooh."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I mean Okay. That that's that's definitely awesome. 100%.
0: All right, your number 2.
2: Uh having like just a, a pure good fun sense of humor.
0: Okay, that's boring. <laughs> What I mean, I really like someone with a nice personality. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's true though. If if you can find a, a man or a woman that has a sense of humor that that you want, it, there's nothing better. I don't want to be with someone who do- doesn't think I'm not funny. I'm hilarious.
0: What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, my number two is lip bite. Oh, you get an un- face. you get a you get a woman with an unintentional lip bite. The way they yeah, do those, that little look they give with the lip bite.
2: Yeah. Those are those. Are,
0: that's not bad.
2: That's not bad. That'll you're do you're getting pretty, pretty specific here. I kept my list pretty generic.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually put some effort into it, but it wasn't busy <laughs> online all day looking at candles.
2: Oh, okay. All right. All right there. You took off your sweat towels, so you must be, uh, drying out. I kind
0: of just fell. I just kind of <laughs> fell actually. Uh, what's your number one,
2: uh, being athletic, being, uh, being able to play sports and, uh, and do things like mm. that. There's nothing sexier than a woman who can play sports.
0: But what if they're really, really good? They can't be too good, obviously. Right. They've got to be that right amount of good. Have
2: to be. Have to, like, like I, I, the only way I can equate is like, playing on a softball team. You don't want everyone to be like, oh, wait, so that girl's playing. You want them to be like, oh, yeah, we want her to play. Like, she's going to hit. She's going to catch. But, you know. You don't want, it, want everyone to be like, oh, wow, she's the all-star. She needs to play.
0: Right. It's a bell curve.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. For I sure. would agree with that. Uh, my number one is probably the closest that I initially thought uh, to the spirit of this list. Uh, my number one is anime characters <laughs> where they're not supposed to be like it, but then you look like, hey. I, I, or I, any I, kind of cartoon character, I would say, where you're no, just like, nah, no. oh, Jessica Rabbit.
2: No, I don't, I don't see it, man. No, I've never been into that, ever.
0: I'm not into it,
2: but I've been like, hmm. No, I've, never, man. I've, there hasn't been one cartoon, whatever, where I was like, man. That's a lie. Ever, ever.
0: Never. I, no, I'm not saying that you're in there enjoying some time alone I, in a locked room. I'm saying that you're just like looking at it and you're like, huh. I'm just telling you. That's a. It's a nice design they came up with for that character.
2: I can't remember one time where I was watching or or, or came across something where I was like, Man, this fake cartoon drawn mm. person is sexy.
0: Hmm. Interesting. An interesting statement. Ever. I would think that well, maybe I'm alone on this one, but I would think that most people would probably be be of slight disagreement with you.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I'm in the minority. I'm sure. But I just give me the real thing. God, it's easy enough not to even, find.
0: Not even Betty Rubble.
2: <laughs> Why you call me Fred Flintstone? No,
0: not even Mrs. Jetson.
2: <laughs> not one hundred percent. Not even close on either of those two women.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. What's do you have an honorable mention? Uh,
2: not, not really. No. I mean, the space thing got okay. me heated. So.
0: I know, dude, you weren't, you were off ever since the space thing. So in your mind there, space cop, who is allowed to go to space?
2: (laughs) I already kind of said, like, I have no problem with, with, with Richard Branson going, but, but because of the, uh, uh, that goes into a whole thing. To me, there aren't very many things that are prestigious anymore because technology has made it, made it possible for everything to be on a level playing term for the most part. But Space is one of those things I still feel should be prestigious. It still should be, you know, still should have people who train their entire life that get one flight, not a billionaire who decides that he's just going to go up into space.
0: Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. What are some things that you think are accidentally attractive? I kind of think that John and I creeped each other out a little bit in discussing stuff. But if you're bold enough to share the things that the things that can that can get your clock running. Let us know stuff. But if you're bold enough to share the things that the things that can that can get your clock running. Let us know.